You're listening to Tales of the Forsaken, a live play fake core game by Noble Jester Productions. Welcome to Rillian, a western fantasy world where magic needs fuel, and that fuel is mined and refined into Ecton, a place of vast deserts, dark rituals, and greedy mining companies. A dwarf awakens and has forgotten who he is. Who is Verboden and how will he seek to remember his past in the midst of this harsh world? Jesse. I'm going to be the DM for this game that we're playing, or I guess GM, since Dungeon Master is a D&D specific <laughs> thing, right, yeah. and we're not going to be running Dungeons and Dragons for pretty much the first time. All right, and I am Brett, so I'll be playing um, our character in this story that Jesse has put together, and it is a character that has come from a previous D&D campaign, but we're kind of exploring a bit more of who he is in his past using uh, fate, which is brand new to us. Yeah, so we're going to be doing this in a world that is part of my homebrew creation, which we lovingly call the Spireverse. But it's going to be set in one of the worlds that I've created called Rillian. And Verboden is a character that we created for a campaign in Rillian. And so this is going to be on a little bit different part of Verboden's timeline, and that will kind of come out as we play. Rillian was created to really be a kind of a Western-themed fantasy Western. As Brett said, fate is its something completely new to us. So moving the world over from a Dungeons & Dragons campaign to this will go smoothly, but we'll see. Welcome to Tales of the Forsaken. He scrambled into the back of the barn, sloshing white paint out of the bucket as he pawed through the hay. It was here. It had to be here. Resisting the compulsion was making his hands shake as his mind clouded further and further. He had to find it first. It might make the difference. He stumbled as his foot hit a box of some kind in the hay, and he sat down on it, his hands no longer under his control, as they began rapidly painting letters onto a wooden plank. Once the word was complete, they carelessly threw the brush and paint aside and put the string tied to the sign around his neck so the wood bounced against his chest. It had to be in the box. It had to be. It. His mind cleared as darkness descended, his last thought lost in the white fire that cleansed his mind of thought and memory. So you wake up, you become aware, and you kind of are looking around yourself, and you're in a barn. There's hay kind of scattered around. Uh, you can see just kind of a slosh of paint in the corner, as you can see a tipped-over paint bucket. Um, there's a sign, kind of a, a piece of wood on your chest bouncing around as you shift and move. You're sitting on top of a box. You realize you don't know who you are. You have this awareness of the world around you and what's going on, but you have no idea who you are or how you got here. Kind of a large set of double doors on one side uh, that are closed, so you are you appear to be alone in this barn. doesn't appear to be any animals in the barn right now. Um, there are stalls and things, and there's an upper hayloft, but kind of the whole barn is just filled with scattered hay. Okay. Yeah, so I would uh, get up and... Probably you're realizing I have no idea what's happening. I like check my head if I fall and it hit my head. Um, just gather my surroundings. Like, yeah, you kind of start checking your yourself, trying to see if you have any immediate wounds or anything like that, which you do not. But as you're checking yourself, you also probably you know start to discover your appearance. So why don't you discover you know what are you? What's your appearance like? Yeah, so looking down on myself, I appear pretty muscular, um, shorter in stature. Am I wearing clothes at this point? <laughs> like, have I been left? Yeah, you have just kind of standard travel clothes on. They're kind of stained. You don't appear to have any armor or anything like that. Um, but as you're kind of 
inspecting yourself, this word dwarf does come into your mind, mm-hmm. and you realize you are aware of things. You okay. are aware of the world and, you know, what a dwarf is, what a halfling is, what a human is, you know, all this kind of sort of stuff that you're aware of these realities of the world. You just don't know who you are. So you would immediately realize, you know, oh, I'm a dwarf. Okay. This would hit your mind, you know, you would understand. You wouldn't be, you know, that wouldn't tell you who you are, if that makes sense. Yep, definitely. So just have that kind of general understanding of these basics of the world. Okay. So now obviously as I'm looking around, I see, you know, this sign hanging around. So, yeah, so he would pull it off and, and look at it, see, see what's on it. Yeah, so scrawled onto this sign in what looks like almost a finger paint kind of a way is a word, verboten. Yeah, so looking at that, like if I look at my hands, do I paint on my hands? You do. I could potentially feel like oh, I, I could have been the one who wrote this. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. It seems like, you know, this paint is scattered around, you know, it's all over your hands. It seems like you are the one who created this sign, probably. Okay. And the name Verboden would feel right to you. Okay. That would feel like a name. Okay, got it. <clears throat> Verboden, he would... Uh... He would take the sign off and he'd lay it down there in the hay next to the paint scattered around. So after he'd take a moment to kind of just gather himself, uh, he's going to walk to to those double doors and try to see if he can peek out, see if you know there's people that he can see. Like, is he seeing any threat? Okay. Yeah, so you, you, you lay this sign down, you start to walk toward the door, and as you do, it actually creaks open and you see a small figure walk in, uh, this small halfling. He's wearing kind of farmer's clothes. Um, he's got a kind of a straw hat on, not a, you know, looks like an adult mm-hmm. halfling, but a, you know, a little on the younger side. And he kind of, you know, peeks his head in and he says, uh, oh, hey, what? What's going on? What? Hey! And he kind of steps inside and closes the door behind him, and he says, uh, "Oh man, I I wasn't expecting you already. Um, what's what's going on?" Uh, you you were ex- you expecting me? Uh, I'm 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 really sorry. But I, I'm not sure what's happened here. Who, who are you? Oh yeah, well uh, sorry. My name's Jasper. Um, hi. This barn is kind of a common used barn, but uh, yeah, so this guy came by a couple weeks ago and told me somebody would be coming and showing up in this barn and uh, that I needed to meet him and say hi. Uh, that's kind of weird. Uh, was Did I talk to you? Was, uh, I'm sorry. I, I really don't understand. Uh, so somebody came and said someone would be coming here today and you were to meet me i i guess you yeah uh you know i don't i don't really know who it was i i asked him his name and he he just kind of chuckled and said uh it didn't matter and just call him the fool which obviously i didn't do so that doesn't make any sense but uh you know he said i assume you would be here and uh, i need to make sure you got your stuff and that I probably would have to explain some things to you. Oh man, the, the fool! Does that ring a bell at all? <laughs> like with anything? Um, no, it okay. doesn't really. Yeah, there's really no reason to even have you roll or anything because it, mm-hmm. it yeah. wouldn't really trigger anything for you. Okay, no problem. Well, uh, Jasper, I you said you have some answers to questions. I mean, I don't even know what question I could formulate at this point. Well, um, I don't know how to help you then. Um, did this fool, did they tell you to give me information or something? Or I mean, he just, he said you'd be a little confused and that I needed to be here to welcome you. Um, he didn't really tell me why you were confused or anything. All right. Um, did he leave anything for me? Oh yeah, there's a there's a box over there. Uh, you know, he said it was it was yours. Oh okay, and uh, I walk over and 
open up the box. Okay. It's just a kind of a plain wooden box. Um, you know, kind of one of those tops that would normally be uh, nailed on that you'd have to kind of use a crowbar, but okay. it hasn't been nailed on. So you can kind of just shift the top aside. And inside is a kind of a leather lining with two items. One of them is this kind of large silver ornate chalice. It has decorations all over it, uh, you know, gemstones, all this stuff. It looks extremely expensive and it's got a kind of a, a draconic imagery that you know, the figure of a dragon kind of scrawled all over the sides of it. You know, it's got this kind of heavy draconic imagery. Okay. And the other item is what looks to be a pistol uh, in a holster with a belt wrapped around it. You can tell that, you know, there's bullets in the in the belt and all that and this uh pistol sticking out of the holster. Okay. Yeah, so I'll I'll reach in there and pull the pistol and the belt out. I would think immediately probably strap that on. <laughs> I'm a bit worried if we feel a little bit better with a sidearm. Um yeah. and then uh, is the chalice just laying open? Is there like any is it in a pouch or fabric or anything that like, can kind of help conceal it? Uh, it's the there is this leather lining, you know, inside the box that you could remove and kind of wrap it around the chalice. But there isn't any kind of a container or anything specifically looks that looks like it was made for the chalice. Yeah, so I'm gonna take yeah that leather like you said. I'll take that, try to wrap it up, and then I would take that and kind of shove it down inside, you know, my shirt wherever I can find a spot to keep that tucked away okay while you're doing this jasper is just kind of standing there um he does make a little bit of a oh as you strap on this pistol um and if you look at him he isn't wearing any sort of weapons or anything like that um and he he looks a little more wary of you now that you're packing iron okay (laughs) uh so i'll look up at jasper and uh this this I don't I don't mean to to scare you with this and I, I apologize I I really don't know what's going on so I just feel a little bit safer with this but I I assure you I mean you no no harm oh yeah no no problem um is it is it common for people around here to be carrying these pistols uh not here not in Silver Ridge um honestly the last guy to have a weapon was our uh, our sheriff but he. He died a couple weeks ago, so um, yeah, nobody nobody here really has a weapon. Oh, uh, sorry to hear about that. Is he? Uh, how did he? Uh, how did how did he pass? Well, um, there were some some ruffians that came in, and uh, you know they they want to take our town away, and you know they were th- making threats, and he tried to stand up to them, and they they killed him and and burned the sheriff's office. Man. Do they uh, come here often? That was the first time. They said they'd be back if we didn't leave, which obviously we haven't, but uh, hopefully they won't come back. All right. Did they, uh, is there something that they want here or what are they getting at? Oh, well, um, you know, they said that this was their land, which it's not. I mean, we were given this land and when we came here and, but yeah, they they said this was their land, and they were they needed to build their mine here, and that we needed to move. A mine? What's that? What's that all about? Oh well, um, you know these mining companies they're they're mining the ectin out of the ground, and um, you know they apparently this valley is pretty filled with it. Hmm. That's uh. That's wild. Is there uh? Is there some place I can? Stay here? Like, am I am I safe here? I, I'm sorry. This is, man, this is a weird day. Well, um, yeah, you could. I mean, you could definitely stay up at the up the room and board with the uh, with the tree flows. But um, I mean, you could. I guess if you didn't want to do that, you could you could stay with us. Uh, you know, we have a farm, or uh, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you like to do? Are you gonna stay here and work, or? Um. I'm really not sure at this point. I think I might, uh, I might need a day to kind of just get my, my bearings here. So, uh, if, I mean, if I don't, if it's not opposing with you, I think maybe stay with you and your father. That's, uh, 
might be a good place to start and take things a step at a time. Uh, hopefully some details will come back to me. I, I don't, I don't really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I'm, you know, I'm sure, uh, mama and papa won't have a problem with you coming and, and staying with us. Um, yeah, this shouldn't be a problem. Okay. And your, your mom and papa, they, they know I'm here already. Do they, this fool talk to them too? Or no, I mean, he was here in town and, you know, he, he talked to a couple people, but, uh, I, I think I'm the only one he, he gave this task to, to come and meet you. Gotcha. And, uh, do you know why he had you do this? Like, are you uh, some sort of elected official in this town? Or no, not not really. I'm just just work on the farm. Just, just Jasper. Yeah. All right, Jasper. Me and Tilda, you know, we just uh, we work on the farm with Mama and Papa, and that's uh, that's what we do. Well, all right. So, what do you what do y'all farm here? Oh, well, you know, there's, there's lots of stuff, but, uh, we particularly farm mostly corn, but there, there's some other things. I mean, uh, yeah, there's just, there's, there's a couple of farms and, um, you know, the, the Primbolds, they actually, they have a mine. And this one of them, them Ecton mines you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, in my, if I'm walking around your town here with this, pistol strapped to my side am i gonna freak anybody out or uh <laughs> getting lots of weird stares or what do you what do you say um no i don't think you'll freak anybody out we're just not really used to to weapons here we're a pretty small community we haven't had a whole lot of issue although you know there's always the the random raid or things like that but uh you know we've always been able to handle that with just uh you know Pitchforks and axes. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you guys got some some bravery then, I'd say. Well, uh, I think I'm just gonna head out and uh, explore a little bit. And it, should I come back here? Is this this barn away on your your folks folks land? Uh no. This is kind of a a town barn, but uh, you know, I could uh, hmm, eat, uh, let me just show you where our house is. Um, we all kind of live in town for the most part because it's a lot safer to you know all live here together and then our we go out to our farms to work all right yeah that's that sounds good there you you lead the way jasper okay yeah so he he walks out and you kind of you know you can follow him out and you can just see a very rural type community you know there's buildings that you can walk towards, but um, there's just very much this sense of, you know, you can see farmland. If you look out into the distance, you can see, you know, kind of some animals and things, and it's just got a, got a very rural feel to it. If you kind of look off in the distance, you can see that, uh, you know, there's kind of a ridge not that far away that goes and goes as far as you can see. Uh, it seems like you're either at the base of this ridge or he had mentioned a valley. So mm-hmm. maybe it's, you know, kind of had, is on the other side too. Um, so he walks out and uh, he starts to lead you around the Southern side of this town square uh, behind these buildings toward that big building right there. Yep. And he leads you toward that, that, farmhouse and uh, he says uh yeah this is uh this is our house the the markin house um you know feel free to to wander i can show you around if you want or if you'd rather just uh just kind of wander around that's that's your call yeah i don't want to take up too much of your time there you've been super kind plus letting me you know take some time there at your your home till i figure things out yeah i'll uh i'll listen i'll uh i know where to find you yeah, sure. Well, enjoy. All right there. Thanks there, Jasper. Yeah, from there, Verboden, you know, with him walking past, he probably would have seen into that town square area. So he'll start kind of start walking through there kind of slow and just kind of taking in his surroundings. Yeah, definitely. So you walk up into this kind of circular town square you can see in the center there's some kind of like a built-up wooden stage you know it looks like maybe that's where they 
hold kind of town meetings or something like that. Um, and there's just kind of buildings scattered around the circle. You know, you can see some signs, although it looks like everybody in this town kind of knows each other and their, their buildings because sure. there's not real clear signage or anything like that. But, um, you can see what looks to be a church of some kind on kind of the northern side of the square. As you kind of walk up into this, uh, town square, you can probably kind of see that there's a butcher, there's a, you know, what looks to be some kind of a clothing store or maybe a, a washing house, something like that. Um, there's a, what looks to be a schoolhouse on the right side. Uh, you can see kind of along the left, it looks like there's a, a smithy of some kind, maybe a stable there. Um, and then you can see kind of down the street a little bit, there's a, what looks to be a saloon of some kind, a hotel almost, mm-hmm. um, and then a kind of a, a general store kind of a building. Okay. I'm going to go walk over to the church. Okay. Yeah. So you walk up to the church. And, you know, you can see that this religious building has a sign over the front that says Yendra's house. That name, Yendra, would strike you. Let's see here. Let's have you roll something. Okay. Let's just do a general lore roll. Okay. As a part of the kind of trouble aspect if I don't know <clears throat> who I am, could I invoke that aspect for for this role? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think you can do that. You'll need to figure out if you have skill in this or not. Mm. That's up to you. Man, I feel like probably not, because I mean that's something that like he like you he mentioned he has an understanding of the world as far as like just foundational like these are who these type of people are like this is Dirt, that's a building. That's a, you know, religious building. But as far as like anything beyond that, so I'm probably going to say he's not going to have a skill in that. Okay. All right. So you would spend a fate point to invoke this aspect. So you now have two. two. Mm -hmm. And so you can roll and you can, you know, you can invoke this by taking a plus two or re-rolling. Okay. Uh, which really you wouldn't invoke it until after you've rolled. Gotcha. But, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and roll. So roll to zero <laughs> with that. So then invoking it, I'd add a plus two or I could re-roll. Correct. Okay. Basically, you would be using one of these actions. Okay. You know, and I assume this would be the discover action. Discover action. Mm-hmm. All right. So I would probably set this. Because of who Yindra is, mm-hmm. uh, I would probably set this as just an average. You would just need a plus one, really. And then anything additional that you get above that would, you know, potentially give you more information. Okay. So then I would have a, with that, using the plus two, I'd have a shift of one. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Yindra, this name, it, it sparks something in your mind and you kind of realize that this world has gods and Yindra is the goddess, you know, the primary goddess. She leads the world. And so you would have some basic information about Yindra. You know, this goddess rules from her city, Wardvin. You know, she has been leading really in for centuries now and you know there are other gods that kind of work under her under her leadership um you know you'd know about the four nations the you know just kind of some basic history of really that there are these four main nations that are led each by one of the gods and you know all kind of under yindra's primary leadership and that um you know this goddess yindra is really in control of the world you know she both leads personally as kind of the queen and also is worshipped as the deity okay with that knowledge i think he's going to walk up to um 
the door of this church. And I think he's going to just, is he going to knock or he's going to walk in? Uh, you know, I think he's just going to walk in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The door's open. You, you know, it's closed, but you know, like, sure. there's no lock or anything. You can just walk in. Um, and you, you walk into this space and you can kind of see it's, you know, it's lit mostly by, uh, candles in kind of sconces around the room. There are some plain wooden benches kind of near the front of the room. There is a kind of an altar in the center uh, at the front of the room, but it, it just kind of looks like a, almost like a plain metal altar. It looks like it kind of has some ornate, you know, things carved mm-hmm. into it, but there, it doesn't, nothing really like stands out to you. Okay. Uh, there is a man standing at the front of the room. He looks to be, he kind of has this like golden, almost like slight glowing skin and uh, his white hair that's kind of shoulder length and he's wearing just kind of dark clothing. Uh, and it would kind of trigger in your head that this is one of Yendra's marked, a uh, marked of Yendra. Uh, these kind of half celestial people that serve her directly, uh, some in kind of like a priesthood setting and some as almost like enforcers and holy warriors. Uh, and you can kind of see this man. He's just standing up near the front. Uh, looks like he's kind of paging through a book and he looks up as you enter and he says, Oh, uh, hello. Is this something I can help you with? Uh, yes. Hello. Uh, I'm, I'm new in town here and, uh, I was just walking around and, well, to, to be honest, I'm having uh, hells of a day here and just, Really looking for some information and where to go from here. Uh, uh, may I ask your name? Certainly. My name is Piter. Piter? All right, sir. Well, uh, I do see here this is a uh, house of Yindra from, from what I gather. And, uh, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I just, I woke up in the, the barn here in the city and I can't remember really anything. Before that point, uh, other than some basics, obviously I can communicate with you, you know, uh, be it not so well, but, uh, yeah, any, any guidance you or your, uh, your gops can offer me, it's, uh, appreciated. That is one of the stranger stories I've heard. Um, well, please come in, come in. I'm not really sure what guidance I can offer, but, you say you did you hit your head or something? Perhaps we can. Well, see, that was my thought. I uh, I woke up there and <laughs> you know checked myself up and down in my head, and I didn't I didn't see anything. But you know, it's I guess it's possible. And woke up, had a uh, some sign around my neck, and said verboten. And that's uh, uh, well, you pretty much know it all like me now. <laughs> that's that's about it. Okay, well this. Uh, what can I call you? Do you have a name? Uh, well, uh, it kind of feels right, so I guess you can just, just call me Verboden. All right. Well, Verboden, um, you are in the town of Silver Ridge. I am Paita, the, the priest of Yindra here. Uh, I'm really not sure what's further information to give you. I've not experienced this before. Do you uh, know who Yindra is? Well, uh, I, I know she's a goddess of uh, this world, really, and that's things kind of came back. I saw your, you know, your son out there, and you know, there's other gods here. It's it's about it's about it. It's really really odd. I know. I'm, I apologize. Well, that's all right. Um... Do you have any questions? Is there something I can provide for well, you? Uh, I, in in this discovery of myself, I really don't have anything other than this uh, this pistol here at my side. I don't have any any money. I hate to be a a beggar, but just looking for some uh, really just next steps on uh, maybe finding a, a way to earn some some money to. Maybe get a horse, or I—I I really don't know. I mean, Jasper there is a kind fellow, saying you're having some uh, 
issues in, in town with some raiders and uh, just yeah I, I don't know <laughs> so I, I apologize as you say that you hear some screams from outside oh no okay you hear just kind of you actually hear a couple of gunshots and you hear some screams and just kind of general sounds of conflict happening outside and uh he kind of looks alarmed and looks at the door and says uh he kind of holds a hand out to you and says uh you should probably should probably stay here i guess i need to go see what's going on he walks to the door uh and walks out okay so um i will just kind of are there windows at the front where i can see out yeah yeah so i'll stand kind of a window and and watch what's happening outside okay you can see that there are three figures on horses who have kind of ridden up the street and into town um they look like they have weapons on them uh two of them have gotten down and have kind of started you know moving around the town it looks like they're threatening people uh one of them kind of you know the two that are moving around kind of move over to a wagon that has some boxes and things piled up in it and they start breaking boxes throwing things out into the street uh one of them kind of repeatedly kicks at the wheel of the wagon until it shatters and you know there's just a lot of you know they seem to be kind of causing destruction uh this other figure is looks to be a dwarf is sitting on his horse and then kind of slowly gets down and walks over and pushes uh a, a woman and you know it just kind of looks like they're generally threatening people gosh okay yeah so while he's watching this like he'd have an arm kind of like up on the wall with the hand like you know over his head and like kind of nervously <laughs> kind of tapping and um pretty uncomfortable for sure um yeah he'll kind of watch just a little bit more okay you watch as uh this priest piter he walks out and looks like he's you know holding his hands up trying to say something you can't really hear what's being said but uh the you know the the dwarf pulls a pistol off of his belt and points it at him and you can see this priest kind of cowering away and then just turns and walks back to the church um <clears throat> and the door opens and he kind of walks in and closes the door and just leans against it and he kind of wipes his forehead and says i'm i'm sorry uh it, there's some conflict going on outside and we should probably just hold up here and and wait it out uh what are these what do these men want with with you guys they want our land they they're trying to drive us away and uh i think the best thing is just to wait until they leave i mean that jasper guy was telling me your sheriff was killed here recently these this related Ah, uh, yes, that's the the same. He kind of moves over next to you at the window. He points at the dwarf. He says, uh, "That's that's uh, the same one who who killed our sheriff." And so, if I look out the window, are they? What are they doing now? They're just kind of still moving around the town square uh the two figures look like maybe they're making their way towards the saloon um but the you know the dwarf is kind of just standing there overseeing what's going on it looks like he's still kind of talking to this woman that he pushed down on the ground um as you kind of you know sit there watching you can see a couple of um looks like halflings and a gnome have kind of started to collect in uh, a little space behind you know you're you're on the north side of the square and you can kind of see to near that barn you know mm-hmm. kind of behind those houses on the south side of the square you can see some people collecting and you can see Jasper there and you can see you know some other halflings and uh, so on. are they like holding pitchforks and stuff like uh you don't see any <laughs> okay. pitchforks but you do see oh, uh you do see somebody kind of like you know has a hammer uh looks like oh. almost a you know like a smithing hammer um you know Jasper like is kind of speaking animatedly with his hands and it looks like they're preparing to do something 
you're not sure what. Okay, so as he's as Verboden's staring at the window, he's like you know, kind of nervously tapping at the wall and uh, oh, Scheiße. He's gonna walk to the um, walk to the door rings and head out there. Okay. <laughs> All right. You step out into the square, and you know nobody seems to really notice you immediately. Okay, so he'll maybe get five, ten feet out. Um, so there's the the dwarf that's with the woman. The other guys sort of are they in the saloon yet? Or are they still out in that square area? One of them has gone into the saloon. One of them is outside the front of the saloon. It looks like he's about to break a window. Like he's just kind of, you know, still causing mayhem. Okay, so I'll walk up um, towards the guy in the center. Still leave some space. I want to like call out to him, but like at a volume where hopefully it's mainly just him that's hearing me, and hopefully not the other guys. I want to draw their attention yet. Um, so I'll, I'll call out to him. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. What's uh, what seems to be the problem? He looks at you, and you can see his eyes go to your gun, and then raise up to you. And he kind of shoves this woman away and turns, you know, square to face you. And says, "Well, now, that's a that's a piece you got there." Uh oh, this yeah, I, I found this today, so. Uh, is there an issue here? Uh, is there something I can I can help you with? I'm just I'm passing through here and uh, uh, you know see you got some sort of quarrel with these folks. Is there anything I can talk you down from here? I don't think we need to resort to any any violence. Oh, there's no violence. It's just yeah, it's like you said, a quarrel that's none of your business, and perhaps you should pass right on. Okay, I just, uh, you know, these kind of folks were letting me, me stay here, so, you know, they've been nothing but kind of me, and you're, uh, you're being a bit of a dick so far. <laughs> well, the, uh, the Shunt Mining Company owns this land, and I don't think these people quite understand that they have to leave. Oh, I, I see here. Yeah. So from what I understand, uh, they own this, uh, this land here. So, um, you said the Shunt Mining Company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we, uh, why don't we head inside the, uh, the bar here and we can, we can discuss. Why don't you drop that, that pistol on the ground and then we can discuss anything you want. He's gonna, um, kind of slowly reach down and act like he's going to unbuckle. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I'm going to go for the pistol and try to shoot this dude. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. What am I guessing I'm into? So you're just going to just gonna draw? I'm just going to draw. It's feeling like that, that's what he's going to do in this moment. All right. Well, I think I would say we're going to... Uh, we will use that dueling um, setup a little bit. Okay. We're going to skip most of it because you've uh, you, you kind of skipped straight to the draw. Um, I think I did a little bit of a bluff ahead of that. <laughs> See if it helps at all. Yeah. So why don't we start with you bluffing? Um, and we're going to do kind of like a opposed role here okay. to see who gets an advantage here. Um, you're going to be bluffing and then going for the draw, and he's just going to straight, you know, use athletics and try to go for the draw. Okay. So for now, we're just going to count this as a contest, okay. this first thing. Um, so basically, it's going to be opposed roles. You're going to roll, and then he's going to roll his skill. So he's going to roll athletics, you're going to roll a bluff. Are you going to take bluff as a skill? Yeah, I think I'm going to take take bluff as a skill. So I can pick it between average and great, essentially. Yeah, eventually your skills need to kind of look like a pyramid. Mm-hmm. So for now, just kind of be thinking of that as you're filling them in, that you can take, you know, you can take it as great, as good, I fair. I'll, I'll, um... I'll do bluff as good. Okay. So I'll fill that in. First skill. There you go. So Verboden is 
fond of bluffing and trying to fake his way through things. <laughs> All right. So he's going to roll athletics to try to, you know, just kind of speed quick draw here. So he rolled a negative one. He does not have any skill in athletics, so he's just at a negative one. So go ahead and roll for bluff. Uh, You know, at some point we can add in that as one of the skills here. So then I would add my bluff skill of plus three to my roll one. So it'd be a total four. Okay. So you create an advantage, um, which you can name whatever you want. Uh, but you're going to essentially be, you know, quicker to the draw because you faked him into thinking you were dropping. Yeah, it's just the element of surprise. Like I don't think he would expect somebody just to pull a gun and shoot at him that quickly. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So yeah, we can just call that the element of surprise. I'm sure I can add that in here. There's a couple of just scene aspects that uh, I'm going to add into here <laughs> that can potentially be uh, invoked. Um, we're going to have bystanders everywhere. So there are people kind of out and about. And that can be obviously a good or a bad thing. Sure. And then I'm going to add the aspect overturned wagon. So, you know, they had basically thrown things out of this wagon <laughs> all over the street and destroyed a little bit of the wagon itself. And kind of some boxes have fallen. So we'll do those two aspects, and then you've now created an advantage for yourself. Yeah, they rolled in here thinking, hey, sheriffs, <laughs> we can just roll over these poor guys. So you're just foreboding waking up on, on this day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this aspect you said was called what? Element of surprise. Element of surprise. That's Okay. All right. So to create an advantage, I believe that means you get a free invoke on this let me make sure oh actually so because he rolled a negative one and you rolled a three i believe that means you succeed with style so you're going to get this uh you're going to get two free invocations on that instead of just one sweet i'll add that in here okay all right and then we will jump into the actual conflict so you have two you know you have this advantage he has none so you're going to actually go first. I assume you're going to use the attack action. Correct. Yep. So for the attack action, you're going to basically roll with an attack, which needs to be a skill. I'm assuming because you're using a pistol, it's going to be shoot. Yeah, we are going to add that skill of shoot. All right. Where are you going to add that? I feel like since of this scene <laughs> where I am in this world, I'm going to make shoot my great skill. All right. So that is the thing you are the best at. So just for some flavor, as you reach for this pistol, something feels right. This feels like a movement. It's actually ingrained in you. You know, you would kind of expect as just a normal person, you know, reaching for a pistol, like trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what you're doing, all this. There's no figuring out what you're doing. This is a movement that feels practiced. It feels well-oiled. You know you know exactly as you're pulling this pistol what you're about to do with it. Love it. <laughs> and just because we can, I'm going to describe this pistol a little bit. This is the first time you've pulled it out. Nice. So this pistol you know, has kind of a wooden grip. Um, <clears throat> the actual metal of the pistol itself there is a you know a spinning you know kind of like a normal pistol there's a spinning chamber with you know bullets thankfully preloaded yeah right he's bothered to do that (laughs) um but there are bullets in it it has six shots um you can just kind of tell from picking it up and you know a glance at it um there is also another what looks to be a chamber that is empty there's some sort of a almost like a glass chamber inside of it that is empty uh you can see some kind of light blue flecks inside of this chamber but it's empty um and then this pistol just has kind of carved uh scroll work all over it that looks to be almost like scales and you can see that the 
barrel itself has been uh, forged to almost look like the mouth of a dragon. Ooh, I like it. <clears throat> All right. So we are going to do an attack. You're going to use shoot. Okay. He's going to defend. I assume he uses a skill to defend. I say would probably be athletics in this case. Maybe physique if he was just trying to like, you know, tank the bullet, which actually <laughs> fits more of his character. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to try to like dodge around, so he's going okay. to actually use physique to defend. Okay. Which he has a plus 2 at this roll. Yeah, I rolled, so with my plus 4 it's a total of 4. Okay. So you got a 0. Zero. Mm-hmm. Are you going to use any of the free invokes of your element of surprise aspect? Or oh, yeah, do you wait so to see what he rolls first. Um, I feel like I'm just gonna go ahead and use it. I feel like it's important to, to take this this guy out to not be hopefully a three versus one after this. So I'm going to invoke the aspect of these people need help and no one is coming. So, so now you have free um, invokes on element of surprise. Okay. That you can use if you want to. Oh, gotcha. So that would be a separate. Correct. Type. If you invoked uh, that, you would be spending a fate point. Okay, then I'll right. use the free one of the element of surprise with because I juked him out. He's not expecting this. I'm hopefully, hopefully landing this shot. So when we when setting up a scene and things, we're supposed to kind of like you know have zones and these various different things. You know that would kind of like be a map. Okay. Um, for this. You're in the zone with him, so you know if you were to move and go like to the bar, that would be a different zone. Sure. So you could move to another zone. You can't. Um, I don't think you can attack across zones. Okay. So you would have to move over there, or you might be able to attack across one zone. But in this case, um, to you know, obviously inside of the bar is you can't shoot inside of the bar. Mm-hmm. So. You are taking the free invoke to add a plus two, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that cuts you up to a six. Mm-hmm. All right. He rolled a negative one, but he has a plus two to that. So he ended up with a one. So you do five shifts of damage, which I believe... That sounds like a high number. I think I like that. Yeah. I'll take it because any sort of dice roll that hasn't been in this has not been in my favor lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that this just straight up kills him, but I don't want to... I mean, I definitely feel like I killed him, but you can check. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we'll probably just say that, but... We should learn, though. Yeah. Just think of all this valuable information you're going to have now, like knowing D&D and fate. Yeah. I'm enjoying this so far. Oh, Obviously, yeah. we haven't done a lot of rolling or anything, but I'm really enjoying it so far. He has two boxes on his stress... We'll figure that stuff out later. I need to understand how the stress tracks work and all that more. But um, for now, we're just going to say that you pull fire and you can describe where and how you hit him. But uh, he he dies. Okay. Yeah, so I would say with, um, like you described, with the motion, like just feeling like, man, this is natural, like an extension of him with this pistol. I think he's going to like feel like he's focused he knows where he's going for he's just going like center chest vital organs like he knows how to take this guy out quickly and that's what happens yeah you fire the sound of the gunshot is you know kind of echoing through the streets and hits him right in the chest and he falls you can see his pistol kind of fall out of his hand and immediately these two other figures turn in your direction you know the one that's outside of the bar turns in your direction and the one that's inside kind of you know pops out of the building okay so um i'll keep my gun raised and point in their direction and then yell out um y'all better go or you're next i like this uh i think that i would say that's probably what you're trying to intimidate them i am yep so um that would be a provoke I'm going to say it's still an attack, you know, provoke attack, Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to roll against that. Um, I'm going to have them both roll individually as a defense against your single provoke attack. Okay. 
uh, is that going to be a skill that you're going to add in? Yeah, I'm going to make that a it's an average skill. All right, and they are going to do a will defense against this attack. Okay, so my roll is not great. So it would only be a it'd be zero after my my plus one on that. So I think I'm going to use that last free invocation element of surprise if I can for these guys. I can reroll. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So tell me how element of surprise obviously you you can use it it's a free invoke but tell me how element of surprise helps you intimidate them yeah i think what it is like the same thing with what helped me get the best of this first guy is they're rolling into town i think feeling overconfident there's no sheriff here they can roll over these poor people who don't have the weapons or, or ability to do that so this is happening quickly where this guy, I don't know if it was the leader or not, but he's been taken out and he's now surprising these guys. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. All right. So you're going to re-roll before it. Okay. Hopefully better and not worse. It's better. Okay. So that's a total of two. All right. They both got a one. Uh, so you succeed against both of them. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say they realize what's going on that the tide has turned against them and you see both of these guys rush over to their horses climb up on their horses and book it out of town so i don't know if you're gonna let them do all those things but uh yeah they would yeah so i'm just keeping my my pistol trained on them i'm also just kind of like looking around making sure that there's nobody else that might be with them that i'm missing it seems like they're out they're leaving but i think i'm just gonna be just taking the surroundings too, making sure that I'm unclear. Yeah, definitely. So you are looking around and, you know, you can see these townspeople that have kind of gathered, you know, you can see Jasper and this group of people that he had gathered together. Um, and they're kind of filling the spaces between buildings, like just kind of watching what's going on. Um, but these, it, you don't see any other threats. These guys, um, you know, get on their horses and, immediately just book it out of town and the you know the stress and the conflict seems to be over for now okay yeah so i'm gonna um walk up to this was it a dwarf that i shot yeah yeah so i'm gonna walk up to to him um i'm gonna take the pistol that he would have dropped and put that in my belt um also really just want to make sure he's actually dead <laughs> so I'm, I'm checking for a pulse yeah so you check him um He's dead. Okay. There's no signs of life. I don't know if you would, I'm sure we have a skill here that would make sense for this, uh, but you don't really need it in this case. You've got plenty of time. You you know, it's really not difficult to tell when someone is dead, Mm -hmm. dead. Um, And he is very dead. You can tell just with your, even with your expertise and shoot and things, you can tell that you pegged this guy straight in the heart and he's dead okay awesome uh is there a horse that was his that is somewhere there is okay he it's you know not that far away it kind of you know spooked when you shot and moved off a little bit but his horse is there um and yeah it, those guys took their horses obviously but yeah his horse is still there. i think instinctually like i think i'm gonna try to make sure that like i can calm it and i can make sure that i that's i can keep it <laughs> yeah or horse is a big deal yeah yeah. Um, go ahead and let's just do a ride check. Okay. So, you know, this horse is a little freaked out. It doesn't know you. Um, it, I don't think it's necessarily aware enough to know that you just killed its master, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a little spooked. So yeah. let's do a ride check just to kind of see if you can calm this, okay, this horse down. I think I would like to take ride as a skill. Okay. I feel like that'd be a bad idea to not take that <laughs> setting. So um, let's let's make that a fair. I'll take my first fair skill for ride. Okay. All right. So this is going to just be an overcome action. Okay. I'm just going to kind of set a difficulty for that of, I'm going to say it's not too difficult. I'm going to do fair for this. You know, it's uh, so it'll be a plus two. Okay. I only did a one. Okay. Yeah. You can try to use some sort of an aspect or something if you want to, or we can say that you you fail. Mm, let's see. 
right, let, me, let me throw this one at you. So what if I use a fate point to invoke wild country? My thought being this horse is with these obviously pretty rough guys and would be used to a bit of the hectic, loud gunshots kind of mayhem. So maybe it isn't as spooked by what's going on. Maybe the like it can help help me a little bit where it's just not as freaked out as originally we were thinking. It's my hope. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to use one of those points. So I've got one left. Okay. Okay. So you, um, you know, you walk up and this horse is, it's pretty spooked. You know, it, it seems a little nervous, but, uh, you know, it calms down pretty quickly. The, the gunshot makes it a little, yeah. uh, you know, a little freaked out, but it's, used to this sort of thing and it it calms down pretty quick and you are able to you know grab the reins and i don't know if you want to tie it somewhere or yeah what? i'll lead it over to where i can find if there's you know some post where i can i can tie the horse and kind of pet it a bit and try to like just kind of keep soothing it for a minute as you know the town's folk are doing what they're doing okay yeah definitely yeah so you've got it tied off and calmed down and it seems to be pretty you have no idea how excited i am to have a horse <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried about that. I'm like, oh man, how am I gonna? Horses are expensive, I'm sure. Yeah, but it's all good. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, so I will, uh, you know, get the horse kind of settled, and then once I do that, I'll head back over to this minor guy that I have taken out. I want to check. Uh, I want to search his body, see if he's got any money papers anything to kind of help me figure out who he was and obviously i think to benefit myself okay definitely if at any point you come up with a good way to um you know for me to basically compel one of your aspects to introduce some sort of a a negative thing to give you more fate points let me know okay because that's kind of a you know a back and forth kind of a deal that um you know we can yeah, I remember like hearing about that. So then for the checking his body, so I would be using the investigate skill, or is this kind of like a simple enough thing where obviously I've got time to go and search once he's got something hidden, you know? Yeah, there's really no, I mean, you have all the time in the world at this point. There's no real conflict or anything going on, so I don't see the need to roll for that. Okay. Um, so you kind of toss his body, you know, you find he does have a, you know, a gun belt. excuse me, with some bullets in it, you know, so you have some more ammo there if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, He has a small pouch with some, some gold in it um, that you can take. So you can, you know, you can take that. It has about probably 20 gold in it. Okay. He has a set of papers in his, uh, in kind of a chest pocket. And I'm actually going to, I'm going to use your, I don't know who I am. Okay. Uh, or maybe wild country, something like that. And I'm going to compel this and say, your bullet destroyed those papers. Oh, you man, went okay. straight through. <laughs> and those papers are just blood soaked and yeah. just like unrecognizable. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So that will give you a fate point back. Okay. Uh, but you don't learn anything from his body. Got it. Okay. What are the townspeople doing? Are they, are they still kind of hanging back? They come up at this point. For the most part, they look a little freaked out by you. Okay. Um, you know, there's they're still all kind of gathered around watching you, um, but nobody has approached you. There's no cheers, like nothing really. I mean, they don't know who you are. Sure, yeah. So aside from Jasper and the priest, Jasper's standing there. <laughs> yeah. And he is there that you could talk to, but the mm-hmm. priest is in you know, he's still in his church. Gotcha. So he'll just kind of call out to everybody and be like, is, there, is everybody all right? I, that that was a bit much there. Uh, I, I'm no threat to you all. I'm just, just trying trying to help. These these guys are up no good. A um, large, very large figure looks to be probably some sort of a half giant of some kind uh, steps forward and kind of holds a hand up and uh, he says uh yes uh, we we appreciate your help is there who are you uh i'm, I'm verboden I'm just 
passing through here and I met Jasper and this morning I was going to be staying with his his family and uh, these guys rode into town here and seemed like it wasn't something I could really just let play out. We very much appreciate your help. Jasper, is this is this true? Jasper steps forward. Oh yeah, this this guy, um, you know, he found him in the barn, and I was I was kind of you know paid to show him around a little bit, but he wanted to see the see the sights himself, and uh, yeah, he's gonna be staying with us for a little bit. And, uh, the half giant looks over to you and says, "Once again, we we thank you for your help. If there is anything we can do, please please let us know." Yeah, I was just uh, thinking here with. You know, Jasper saying your sheriff was recently shot here, and uh, obviously these guys didn't wait too long to come back. Is there anyone else here that can that has a, a weapon or can shoot? Uh, I just noticed some some hammers over there, some um, blunt weapons, and I don't question your uh, your bravery there. But I was going to say something that a little bit uh, more powerful might help you all out. Is I'd like to give this gun from this miner to somebody. Any, anybody here shoot? Let's see. Someone's going to step forward. Let's see who it would be. Nobody in town really has a lot of experience with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that a dwarven woman steps forward and um, she is going to... Yeah. She steps forward and says... Uh, she kind of looks around and says, Jarl, Jarl, where are you? And uh, this young dwarven uh, man steps forward and she says, Jarl, I've seen you uh, wanting to wanting to shoot things. You can uh, you can take the pistol, yes? And the young man kind of you know, looks a little bit shy or whatever, but he, he steps forward and just goes, Well, yes, I guess I could uh, I could take the pistol. Uh, I don't really know how to how to fight, but I I can help. Well, that's uh that's good. I I'd say if um, you know you don't mind, after I get settled in over here with with Jasper for the evening, maybe uh, in the morning we could uh I could take you out and show you show you the ropes. What do you say there, uh, Yar? His eyes kind of narrow a little bit, and he. He's kind of right next to you while everybody else is standing back, and he kind of speaks low just to you, and he says, Why do you want to help us? Well, uh, your ox, I got nothing better to do. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, I think let's actually end there. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good ending spot for now. It's great. How do you feel like that went? A lot of fun. Like, it's really cool, like kind of figuring out these skills and what he's going to be good at, like kind of in the moment and kind of instinctually, like it's, it's kind of cool, like with a different way of going, going about it. Cause I feel like a lot of times, even with like D and D you have this like grand idea of like this whole character concept, what you're good at. Then all of a sudden you get in like this situation with the party, or whatever's coming up. And it's like, wait, I kind of feel like I'd be more like this way or like the better at these things, but you've already set all these things up. So this is more fun because it's less, restrictive and a little kind of more like instinctual go with the flow and kind of flush them out that way. So that's great. I like it. Yeah, definitely. I really like the system and how, like I said earlier, it is just kind of like a toolbox. Like Mm -hmm. you aren't forced to take a class. You, you know, if you want to be a gunslinger, you aren't forced to say, okay, I want to take the fighter class and OD&D isn't really built for a Western setting, so we got to build pistols and rifles, and we got to figure that out. And um, you know, we it, it, there's just X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then you, okay, well, the fighter class gives me expert, you know, a proficiency in these skills, but really, I kind of want to be like a, a smooth talker, you know, I want to have bluff, but that's not one of the skills. So I guess I'm going to have to figure out how to yeah, take you know, have later. Yeah, you know, you're homebrewing all this stuff. And you get like super deep in the weeds with like all these things that you can do to try to make D&D fit with yeah. what you're open for with a world and like how it plays. So yeah, this is, it's fun. Like it's, it changes the, the focus and like kind of what you're 
you're really putting yourself more on the scene. You're not looking through a whole list of, hey, what are all these things and spells, whatever I can pick from? It's like, okay, well, I'm in the moment. Like, what's what's my guy doing? So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. The thing that I love the most about it is the aspects and the ability to create an advantage, create your own aspects, you know, make use of the things that are in the scene mm-hmm. to give you, you know, benefits. I, the entire concept of just, okay, I take my turn, I fight, and then my turn's over. You know, it's very limiting, it feels like. Yeah. It, it's very much like a tactical, like, miniatures kind of a style. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like D&D is built for tactical combat, and this is a lot more fluid. Yeah. It's, okay, I... I may not even have anything I want to do in this turn, so maybe I'll just create an advantage. And mm-hmm. obviously with more people, maybe you're creating an advantage for someone else or, you know, as, as things like that happen. Um, but in this kind of a situation, you know, having that element of surprise advantage that you were able to add in, you know, obviously it helped you in, mm-hmm. in both cases. It helped mechanically, but it still was like more like situational. And I think, one of the challenges with D and D too, I think from what you've talked about when you're trying to build a, an encounter is the whole action economy and the challenging, especially as a party gets these higher levels of like, how do you even make it fair on any sort of level? And then, yeah, it just feels like it makes it so difficult sometimes. So yeah. Yep. Well, cool. Cool. Well, yeah. So that is the wrap of our, our first, go at playing the fate system i think it was a lot of fun at school i'm really excited as we move forward and uncover more of uh, verboden's past so while i know about the character in general uh, what he's experiencing here is all new to me so i'm kind of figuring out as i go and and exploring more of the world of rillian which we're familiar with at some points of history and this is a new one so uh it's it's a lot of fun Awesome. And I think for Verboden specifically, while you know a lot that, you know, listeners might not know that they will learn as we go, hopefully I've also come up with some things that will surprise you and Mm -hmm. flesh out Verboden even more in his story. So awesome.